nothing like it. I don't know about you, but I can't get enough of that. I'm desperate for that. I need that. And I'm so thankful this morning that God has again blessed us with his power and presence in his service. The Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. And that's what we've experienced today. You uh, bring praise in the Lord. For he alone is worthy. And he chooses uh, to meet with us in a very powerful way. So thank you, Brother Scotty, and all the worship team for doing what you do, leading us into the presence of God through praise and worship. And it's so, so good. I'm so thankful for it. This morning, um, I had a completely different message in mind. And I don't know, the Lord just kind of switch gears on me a little bit today. And we're going to see how this goes. I'm just going to do what I feel led to do and let the Lord, Lord be the Lord. Amen? And just do what He says. But, um, I was thinking a whole lot this week about... Um, the love of a mother and how that compares with God's love for us. And Brother Roy touched on it this morning. Uh, he done a great job in that devotion before Sunday school. But I believe the love a mother has for her children is unlike any other. It's special. Therefore, the relationship that a mama has with her children is so very special. You know, unlike any other. And I think the reason that is is because it mimics God's love for His children and therefore mimics the relationship God has with His children. So, very powerful thing. And let me see if I can... I just want to give you four quick things this morning um, that are true of a mama's love, but also true of God's love for you and for me. First of all, how do you believe today that a mother's love is unconditional? And I've experienced that so many times in my life. I don't know um, if you know this or not. You probably do by looking at me today. But when I was about a little boy, three, four year old, I had a badly misshapen head. I had a warped up noggin. I mean, it was terrible. And you, I know what some of you are thinking. Brother, there ain't a lot changed. And you're probably right. But it was really bad then. And I can remember my mama has like, it must have been her favorite picture. That she had of me. I was three, four years old. And, and you could see that warped up head really good in that picture. And she loved it and kept it out so everybody could see it in the living room. Put it in their frame. And, and, and I hated it so bad when my friends were coming over. When I knew they were on their way. I'd take the picture and hide it. She'd find it and put it back out. And she'd always say, I don't know why you don't like this picture. That, look, you're so handsome. That's mama's little boy right there. And folks, I'm telling you. That was truly a head only a mama can love. But she did, you know, regardless of my warped up noggin. She loved, she loved her little boy. And, and listen, that's always been true throughout my life. There, there's never been a condition on my mama's love to me. That, that, what I mean by that, I never had to do anything or not do anything to gain my mother's affection and love. It, it was always there. Always there. I don't know about you, but and I'm not proud of my past, but I, I want you to know today, uh, I do have a past. And I have a past that um, I'm definitely not proud of. You know, and a lot of the decisions and choices I made in my past still hurt and haunt me today. No doubt about it. But what I'm so thankful for is even through all of those bad decisions that I was making that was very negatively affecting me and everybody around me, 
Even though I was doing things that I knew were not pleasing to God, even though I was I certainly not living at the foot of the cross, and I was hurting relationships that meant the most to me. I'm talking about my closest family members. Now, even when I was doing those things, I never once doubted the love of my mom. I didn't. She still loved me. Now let me tell you what she did. She didn't condone my sin. Not by a long shot. Listen, she continually spoke God's truth to me, but she did it in love. Can you say amen? Yeah. Which is what we're all called to do, but, but she did it so well. She spoke that truth in a way that I, I really understood her love for me and God's love for me. It's amazing. I'm so very thankful for that. I don't know where I would be now if not for a praying mama who loved the Lord and loved me. I really don't. I can promise you this. I don't believe I would be standing before you at Mount Zion Baptist Church bringing this message. I know what the psalmist is talking about in Psalm 40. Psalm 40 is one of my absolute favorites. Well, if you will, please just put that on the screen for me. Look what this says. Psalm 40, verse number one. This is a psalm of King David. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. How many of you today are thankful that God hears the cries of His children? Amen. He does. Watch. Look at verse 2. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the mouldy clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. I know what that brother's talking about when he says I was in a horrible pit. A horrible pit is a place you can't climb out of by yourself. A horrible pit has a stronghold and a stranglehold on you because the Bible says his feet were stuck in miry clay. Well, you know what it's like to be stuck in miry clay on sloppy clay, don't you? The, it, it creates a suction around your foot. We was at work just the other day, and uh, one of the guys that I was working with was working across a, a ditch that was flooded, and he, and he was going to step in the middle of that ditch onto the other side, or to get to the other side. And so when he stepped, his foot sunk down in the mud, and he left his boot with it. With it. He, he just pulled his, his foot right out of the boot. Now, why was that possible? How did that happen? Because of that suction created by the miry clay. How do you know? That's exactly how the world does with us. That's exactly how our sinful uh, attitudes and actions, that's what happens. It seeks and we seek down into it and it creates this suction. Don't want to let us go. We've got wrong attitudes. We've got wrong actions. We've got things in our life that we know displease God. It gets a stronghold on us and creates a stranglehold. Can you see it? Yeah. And that's where I was. My feet was in the miry clay. And the Bible says, I love this. He heard my cry. He set my feet upon a rock. And he established my goings. That means he gave me purpose in my life. Praise the Lord. That's what God has done for me. And I'm so very thankful this morning, folks, that He's made a difference in my life. He, there's been a change in me. Now, I want to tell you something. I'm definitely not where I need to be. I'm definitely not where I'm going to one day be. But praise God by His grace and mercy, I'm sure not where I used to be. And all of that is because, listen, He heard my cry. He inclined his ear unto me, and he pulled me up out of that miry clay on that horrible pit. He did for me what I couldn't do for myself. So I know what that's like for God to reach down and pull you up when you couldn't 
pull yourself up when you couldn't fix your own problems. But I, I'm telling you, none of that I believe would have ever been possible without that unconditional love uh, that he has. And also my mama continually sharing, speaking that truth into my life, showing me, sharing with me the love of God through his truth, but also showing me his love by how she treated me. She never condoned my sin, never coddled me in my sin, but she always loved me in spite of myself. And mamas, I want to encourage you to do the same thing because the truth is, none of us have perfect children. Me, you, or nobody else. None of us are perfect parents. And our children from time to time are going to do things that displease us. They're going to do things that are hurtful to themselves and to those that are around them, that are closest to them. But I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you this morning to love like God loves, to continue loving like God loves unconditionally. It's not always easy, but it's always worth it. And it truly makes a difference. I've heard it said, and probably you have too, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's certainly true when it comes to parenting with a mom and her children. So that's one thing that I see that certainly mimics the love of God. A mother's love is unconditional. God's love is unconditional toward us. I love Romans chapter 5 and verse number 8. Brother, if you will please put that on the screen for me. Romans 5, 8 says that while we were yet still sinners, God loved us. Watch. But God commended His love toward us. And then while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Let me tell you what that means. That's just what we, had, we just talked about. God's love is not based on a condition. It's not based upon what we do or what we don't do or who we are. God loves us not because of who we are, but because of who He is. It's not based upon our goodness, but His goodness. And so the Bible says God committed His love for us that while we were yet sinners, He put His Son on a cross so that we might be saved. Jesus was killed not for His wrong, but for our wrong. And that all took place because of God's unconditional love. So this morning, I want you to know something. Whoever you are, wherever you've been, whatever you've done, you need to know that God unconditionally loves you today. He does. Now, how do you understand this morning? None of us are worthy of the death of Jesus to purchase our salvation. None of us are worthy of that. I, I'm not worthy of salvation when God saved me, and I'm not worthy of salvation right now today. Neither are you. We're all sinners standing in need of a Savior. Let me tell you what I love. What I'm so very thankful for. Even though I'm not worthy, God valued me enough. Listen to me now. To put His Son on the cross. To shed His blood for my sin. And so we, what we've got to do is understand the difference in value and worth. Because there's a big difference. Uh, let me see if I can illustrate it for you. I remember years ago, I, 
one of my absolute favorite things that I have upon this planet is a matchbox car, a little Hot Wheels car. It's, it's a Hot Wheels car that my son gave to me on Father's Day. He gave me that car with a, uh, with a homemade car. And I'll never forget that. I've still got it at home. It's one of my most treasured things uh, that I have. Now, all it is, is is a little Hot Wheels. Gage, when he was little, he loved playing with cars. And so he had a bunch of them. And he'd line them up, up on the kitchen table every night and, and have races with them. And sometimes I'd get on the floor and play with him. We'd, we'd race those cars around the living room. And one of my favorite cars that, that uh, in his whole collection there, I always wanted a little 55 Chevrolet, that little matchbox car. It's a little red one. And I always told him that was my favorite one. And so it, it was such a blessing to me. I'll never forget it. That morning when, when I opened up that Father's Day gift and he had put one of his cars in there and gave it to me, made me that car. Now, I want to tell you something, folks. I wouldn't take $10,000 for that little matchbox hot wheel. I wouldn't do it. I might take ten five. But, but I wouldn't take 10000 Well, the, the, the point I'm trying to make to you is this. Listen, you can go buy one of those cars right now at the dollar store for $1.50. So it's not worth that much. But I value it greatly. Now listen to me. I'm not worthy of the shedding of the blood of the Son of God, God the Son. I'm not worthy of salvation. You're not worthy of salvation. But you are valued by God the Father so much, He chose to kill His Son. Jesus tasted death so that we could have everlasting life. That's unconditional love. Can you say that? Amen. A mama's love is unconditional, but let me tell you something else. A mama's love is sacrificial. Would you agree? If you're a mom, I bet you would agree. I see it in my, in my, with my mother when, when I was growing up and even today. But also see it now with my wife, how she deals with our kids. She sacrifices her needs, her wants, her time. She gives her life to those kids. It's a sacrifice. It really is. And she does it willingly. She does it graciously. She does it. Not as something she has to do. That's not how she views it. She, views, she, she does it because it's something she gets to do. And that makes all the difference. She's willing to sacrifice what she wants for what they want. What she needs for what they need. A mama wears many hats. She's a chauffeur, a maid, a referee, a philosopher, a, the rescue squad sometimes. She's a hostess, she's a tutor, she's a psychiatrist, and when you put all of those together, that spells mama. Now, to be, to be all of those things to different people takes a whole lot of time, takes a lot of effort, takes a lot of sacrifice. And I see that, that sacrificial love with my wife to our kids and from my mama as she's shown it to me in the past and, to, and still shows it today. It's a sacrificial love. And that's exactly how God's love is. Not only is it unconditional, but it's sacrificial. Let, let, let me read to you one of my favorite verses. First uh, Corinthians. Excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 15.
1 Corinthians chapter 15. Apologize. Second Corinthians chapter 5. <laughs> Sorry. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 21. The Bible says, For he, meaning God the Father, hath made him, meaning God the Son, the Lord Jesus, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. What does that mean? That means God sacrificially loved us. God the Father made Him, God the Son, to be our sin. He took upon Himself our sin on the cross. What an amazing truth. God's love is unconditional, just like a mama's love. But God's love is sacrificial, just like a mama's love. God's love is selfless. Amen? Just like a mama's love is selfless. Let's go over to the book of Philippians chapter number 2. Philippians chapter 2, starting with verse number 4. The Bible says, look not, on every, look not every man on his own things, but every man also in the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant. Now what's that mean? He selflessly loved others and did for others, listen to me now, what they couldn't do for themselves. Isn't that a perfect picture of how a mama deals with her children? Selflessly doing for others what they can't do. Sometimes what they won't do. That's what a mama does. It's a selfless love. It goes on and says this. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Jesus selflessly laid himself down. Jesus selflessly went to the cross because he loved me and he loved you. Amazing. A mama's love is unconditional. God's love is unconditional. A mama's love is sacrificial. God's love is sacrificial. A mama's love is selfless. And God's love is selfless. Man, let me give you one more and I'm done. How do you know mama's love is scriptural? Let's go over and look in Proverbs chapter number 31. Proverbs 31, we see a picture painted in the Word of God of the ideal wife and mother. The Bible gives us a standard. And how many of you know the standard is very high? I remember when I was playing ball back in school, I had a football coach. He said, he always told us that our standard is going to remain high. The character with which we, um, which we have and, and the way we play the game of football, there's always going to be a high standard. He said, that's all right. We're going to keep the standard high. That way, if we aim for that high standard and miss, we're still doing well. He said, I never want to aim for mediocrity. And hit it squarely. I always want to aim high. And, and so what we have in Proverbs 31, ladies, mamas and wives, is the ideal wife and mother something for us to aim and aim for. Amen. The standard that God gives. 
Now, look what it says here. Proverbs chapter 30. And look down, or excuse me, Proverbs 31. And look down at verse number 10. The Bible says, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. Then he says something in verse number 11. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. So what's the Bible telling us there in verse number 10? It's talking about the worth of a virtuous woman. Of a godly woman. And the Bible says that her worth is far above rubies. And Dr. Adrian Rogers in his commentary on this verse, let me tell you what he said. God doesn't um, um, compare a woman to a diamond because all a diamond does is receive light and reflect it. He says God compares a virtuous woman to that of a ruby because that ruby has a deep inward shine that comes from the inside and shines through to the outside. I love that. He says really what makes a woman, a, 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 a godly woman, an ideal wife and mother is what's on the inside. Can you say that? That's what makes all the difference. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a, a, a pretty face and I'm proud that my wife has one. And there's nothing wrong with having outward charm. I'm thankful that she's got that. But let me tell you what makes her such a, a, a great wife and great mother. Well, I, it's, it's what's on the inside. She's beautiful on the outside, yes. But what makes her so special is her inner beauty. And ladies, that inner beauty can only come from a right relationship with the Lord Jesus. That inner beauty can only come from right fellowship with the Lord Jesus. Not just knowing Him, but serving Him. Not just knowing Him, but having Him be the Lord of your life. Listen, not just speaking it with your lips, but living it with your life. That's what makes all the difference. That inward inner beauty that He's speaking of here in Proverbs 31. Let's go on. He says then, um, verse number 12, she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She's going to be a blessing to her husband. Not only do you need to see her worth, but you also need to see her work. Look at verse 13. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willing with her hands. She is like the merchant ship. She bringeth food from afar. She riseth also which is yet night and giveth meat to her household and to a portion of her maidens. Now let me read to you this verse in the Amplified Version. Verse number 15. She rises while it is yet night and gets spiritual food for her household. I love that. A virtuous woman, the ideal wife and mother, has great worth, does great work, but she also is a woman of worship. And what it's talking about in verse 15 is she rises up early to get spiritual food for her household. That means she's spending time with the Lord. On a daily basis. Let me tell you what blesses my heart more than anything else. I can't tell you how many times I've got up early in the morning. Walked into my living room. And seen my wife sitting there studying her daily devotion. And praying for a family. That happens daily. That makes all the difference. Preparing herself to be used to the Lord that day. Praying for her family. That God would do in them and through them what only He could do. A virtuous woman. Her price is far above rubies. It's scriptural. That's what God wants for all wives and all mothers. Now, 
this morning. When we have a day like today, Mother's Day, I've come to find out that it does one of two things. That some people are, are really happy about it. Some people are really sad about it. Sometimes mamas are really happy about it. Sometimes really sad about it. Sometimes children are really happy about it. Sometimes they're really sad about it. Let me say this. Regardless of what's happened in the past, God is a God of grace and forgiveness. I hope and pray that you had an ideal, godly mother in your life. I hope you are a godly mama. But if that's not the case, listen to me. God's grace is sufficient. God's grace. Listen, you can start today and by God's power, you can be what God wants you to be. You can be a mama who loves unconditionally, sacrificially, who loves selflessly, who, listen, directs her life according to the scripture. You can be that. God can do the work in you and through you by His power that not only makes a difference in your life, but makes a difference in the life of your children. So if you need the Lord today in any way, maybe you just want to come and pray for your kids. Maybe kids, you want to come pray for your mom. Maybe today you've heard what God has said in His Word about His unconditional love for you and you know it's time to be saved. If that's the case, today is the day of salvation. Don't wait. This invitation is for you. Brother, come on up. I'm going to pray for you right quick. We're just going to ask God to have His way and have His will. Lord, we do love you. Thank you, Lord, for all your many blessings. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for godly moments. Thank you for grace. Thank you, Lord, that you are able to heal wounded relationships. You are able to do what's necessary in each and every heart, in each and every life. You are able to do what's needed right here this morning. And I'm asking you, Lord, to convict hearts, change lives, have your way of will in this time of invitation in Jesus' name.